So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Get smart. How's that for working smart, ladies and gentlemen? I got a t- I got a tear in my eye. I I I I, ju- I got a tear in my eye. Yeah, man. When the, the realization hits that that our beloved bouncies, man. Like, <sighs> well, you know, this was something that was a few weeks ago, Vince, and you wanted to hold on to it, holding out hope, man. I, but bro, I'll be honest with you. Um, in substitute of reviewing tonight's show, I thought that was going to run like for the whole hour. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I was prepared to sit here and watch the bouncies and the right flex and the left flex and the double flex. And I would have watched that for the next hour, but yes. no, yes, we, we got to talk about raw, bro. Like, Oh, we got to talk about raw, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Bouncies, man. Yeah. You know, I got a even I, I I got a tribute video at the end too. Um, dude, you know, here's the thing. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna skim through raw <laughs> and we <laughs> want your bouncy memories. We want your memories of the bouncies of Vince and I on this show. This night is to celebrate the bouncies. Listen, before we get into raw, it all started off. With a segment. It all started off with a segment on Raw events. That segment turned into understanding, trying to understand why in the world is Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose together. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Vince? Despite the WWE still to this day letting us know why in the world Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose was together, Vince Russo. That is not a hurdle that we can't jump over. No, okay? no, because, yeah, let's be honest, Chris. We're still trying to fi- figure out why uh, uh, how Le- why Lexi and Nikki were together. Bro. Yes, like, we're I, still trying to figure that out. I'm yes. still trying to understand that. <laughs> but, like, this is moving, like, so fast past yes, me, bro. Like, yes, yes. Very confusing. So we couldn't figure it out. So you know what? We turned gimmicks into gimmickade here. And so, you know what? What we did, we said, you know what? We have no clue why Dana Brooke and Manny Rose together, but we're going to make them a gimmick and we're going to make them a weekly gimmick. Hence the bounties, ladies and gentlemen, why were they called the bounties? Because as you can see right here and right that, that amazing bicep of Mandy Rose right above Vince Russo's head right there. <laughs> there you go. Close to it. There we go. Yeah. And, there you go. I mean, it's it just it's protruding uh, past the frame. That's how big it is, man. And so here's the thing. 
because of their uh, amazing biceps, and not only because of their amazing biceps, because of the gimmick that somehow they need to shake them a little bit. They need to bounce their biceps, I guess, to get one of those, you know, when you come out the ring and, you you know, you shake your hands. They got to bounce their biceps a little bit, a little bit more just to, just to get a little bit out of it, a little bit more out of it, a little bit more muscle, all right? So what we did is Vince and I, we started doing that same gimmick. And we end up naming them. There you go. Very nice, Vince. We end up naming them the Bouncies. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, because of their bouncing biceps, because of their bouncing gimmick, which still doesn't make any sense. But it's okay, though. We made it make sense because of why they had to shake it a little bit more. The Bouncies. And we made it a gimmick. And we did this every week. And we gave them a tribute. And we did the looks. And we did the pose. We did it every week, ladies and gentlemen. All We even made a writing with Russo from this. Mm. All of a sudden, soon as they started to get gimmicks, soon as people started to tag us and tweet about it and give gifs and everything about it, we, we made this a thing. We made it a gimmick. Every week we're opposing because of these two women above us. WWE splits them. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the bouncies is history. It is a gimmick that we made something. WWE trying their best, as they do with gimmicks. They squelch it. And so that's what they did with the bouncies, Vince. Vince, give me some thoughts because we're going to talk about Raw and we're going to talk about more of this at the end. Vince. Let me know what your thoughts are. Well, about. We, I mean, you know what, Chris? I'm going to get serious here for a second. Yes, Landstorm. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> yeah, another person who hates me, by the way. I, oh, I, no. Yeah, bro, I, 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 evidently, I didn't put enough belts on him when we were at WCW. Evidently. Oh, he had four? <laughs> oh, my, well, well, he should have had five or six. But oh, anyway. Wow. Um, bro, let's be, let's be, I got to be serious here for a while because this, this really is the part that is, um, bro, it really is almost gut wrenching. It is. It it really is because bro, you and I have been around the business long enough and we know, bro, when you are a WWE wrestler, you were probably dreaming about that from the time you were a 10 year old kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're dreaming about it. This is your goal and this is what you want to do. I I could see people like Bailey and Sasha. I could see it. I mean, I could see it. Okay. You know, this was the dream of these two ladies here. I mean, you know it, bro. And then, you know, they work their butts off you know, training at NXT and every day, uh, you know, putting their bodies through torture and the dieting and the exercise and on the road and the whole nine yards, and they make 100% commitment. And then they finally get there. And, bro, they're never given a fair shake. They're never given a fair chance. They're never given a fair opportunity. Chris, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. JR, the head of talent relations, would hand me over the roster. Vince, here is the roster. Chris, when I got the roster of names, I looked at it as this is the biggest wrestling company in the world. Mm -hmm. JR, 
knows what he's doing when it comes to talent relations. So that equates to everyone on this roster deserves to be here. Correct. Now it is up to me as the writer to assist them in getting over as much as I possibly can, to give them the character, to give them the storylines, to give them the verbiage, to to work with them as much as I can to assist them in getting over. And I can look in the mirror and I can know, bro, I did that with everybody. Regardless of what company I worked for, I did that for everybody. And to be honest, to be, before you before you go, I want to I want to co-sign on that because I recently uh, saw a interview that was a few years ago from Al Snow and Al Snow said, you know, there are some things or whatever that he didn't necessarily agree with. He said, but one thing I do, he said, one thing I do want to put Vince, uh, Vince Russo over is that Vince Russo made everybody feel like they had a part of them to paraphrase him made everybody have a spot. He made everybody, he looked at the roster and he's basically saying what you said. He basically, he looked at the roster and he looked at every names and he wanted everybody to play a part in the show and somehow and make, and, and make themselves like have a spot in the show instead of just people, you know, sitting back and stuff like that. He looked around and he wanted, he, he came in, and he kind of changed the, the game a bit because for so for so long, WWE was so focused on the top guys. And Vince Russo came in and he made spots. He intended to make spots for everybody on the roster. So even Vince, Ru- even even Al Snow uh, said that about you. So you you are Vince Russo is not just blowing smoke. He's not just saying something incorrect. Even Al Snow and other wrestlers. Uh, specifically, Al Snow said that about you. Bro, whatever the size of the roster is, say it's arguably 50. This is the WWE. This is supposed to be the 50 greatest wrestlers in the world that made the roster. Now, now I've got to do my job. Mm-hmm. Bro, if we go over the, the number of uh, Dana Brooks and Mandy Rose, it's not just Dana Brooks and Mandy Rose, dozens yep. and dozens, and the dream and the hard work, and they finally get there. Yep. That's the part that is heart-wrenching to me, Chris. Yep. It it really, really is that somebody just wasn't there to give them everything they possibly could to help them achieve their dream. Yep. That that is really the sad part to me, bro. It's it's so depressing to me. Yeah, and on top of that, no one, unless you're probably Roman Reigns or 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 you know a top star, maybe Seth Rollins, but you have 50 plus talent, active talent. I guarantee that 95% of that talent do not feel comfortable sharing ideas among mm-hmm. creative. Yep. So they just go with the flow. You know what I mean? So it's demoralizing to come in eager and excited just to say, okay, well, I'm too scared to show. I mean, we see this with Elias. I'm too scared to really pitch what I wanted because when I throw out ideas, 
people think in creative that you're like you think that you're bigger than us. You think that you're bigger than us as creative. You think that you're doing your job for us. So subsequently, we're going to push you down because you're giving us ideas. I mean, that's very petty and and and, uh, and narcissistic. It's, it's, it's ego. It's ego. Yeah, you, lots you, of ego. You, yeah. Be, being a psychologist, you know all about this, bro. It this this company is driven on ego. Yeah, clearly. And, and at the end of the day, you know, again, when, when Ed Ferrara and I was there, there were no ego. We were the writers of the show. And the goal was to make this the best show we possibly can make it. Period. End of story. It yep. was never about anything else, bro. Yep. Yep. And the, I mean, like proof, proof, proof is in the pudding. I mean, Crash Holly, you know, before his gimmick with Bob Holly and 400 pounds carrying scales, you know what I mean? Uh, stuff like that is, is, is proof. You know what I mean? Like Crash Holly's not going to be uh, a world champion, but he's feuding against the big show, you know, and, and Crash Holly was what? Five, eight, five, nine, you know, yeah. buck 80, but <laughs> you know, it, but he built himself as 400 pounds carrying a scale and, wanting to, you know, uh, tower the big show and things. I mean, stuff like that is proof that if I'm coming to work and I'm Crash Holly, sure, I might not get a world title match, but I'm over. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? I, I'm over carrying my scale and make it seem like I'm 400 pounds when I'm, you know, more than half of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my point. Yeah. There's nothing to – there's no buy-in here. There's no buy-in. And it's like – the proof of the pudding is we had to make this a gimmick, Vince. <laughs> it's like it is still people still to this day have no clue why Mandy Bro, Rose made a book together. Think, think about something this simple, Chris, and I'm sure you've had him on the show a million times. Bro, we gave D'Lo Brown a mm. chest protector. Yep. And what did D'Lo make out of that chest protector? But just the fact that we gave it to him, D'Lo, he, he, here's a prop. This yep. is something that's going to make you unique and stand out. And what did D'Lo, what did D'Lo do with that? Yeah. Bro, that's all you need sometimes is Correct. to just give them. So you talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Holly with the scale. Mm-hmm. that's all it takes sometimes give them something that they can identify with and then a real pro is going to turn that into the be all end all mm-hmm. but when you're given nothing yeah. okay like why well, i mean bro let, let's let's be honest here what what was the direction to these two go out there and flex yeah. okay like and and again if 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 i'm dana brooke or i'm mandy i'm gonna say okay and exactly what is that going to do exactly like what explain to us like by us going out and flexing what what does that mean are we bodybuilders or like i mean bro you you've got to give them more than that correct And, and and in my mind i'm thinking so does that mean no one else on the roster can flex? Right. Like that's what I'm thinking in my if I'm Dana Brooke or, or or Mandy Rose, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, so if you want us to go out and flex, so that means that you're banning everybody else from flexing, right? Otherwise, we just look like everybody else. Right. You know what I mean, right. because if I mean there's you, you got muscular man wrestling and they have intros, they're all flexing, you know. What I mean, that if they're if they're muscular, I mean Lastly, he's the WWE champion. He comes out and flexes every single week. You know what I mean? So give me something that's different from everybody else. If 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 they came out as heel, a heel tag team and started like, 
coming in and, and start running to the ring when you know other people flex and like took the camera, you know, t- the camera shot, panned over to them and start flexing. At least that's something. At something, least, bro. At least that's something. And that's it's- all it takes. I mean, bro, we could talk about Mick with Sacco. Exactly. I, I remember, bro, going back to Al Snow. I remember when for a while there, Al Snow was using that deer head, Pierre. Mm-hmm. Bro, when these are when these are talented people, that's what you just need to give them something, and yep. they will wrap their head around it. Yeah, yep. with nothing, uh, Pepe, bro. right? Pepe, uh, Pepe yep. right? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. uh, or was that was that uh, that was Perry Saturn? No, pa- Perry no, that, Saturn. Was, that was Al Snow in Boston. Yeah, yeah. and then Moppy was uh, Perry Saturn, right? Oh, yeah, I, I I wasn't involved in that. Well, that was was the, what was that? Oh, that was two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you, so you were, you were uh, Pierre with 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 Snow. Yeah. You yeah. were you were scale with Crash, right? Yeah. And you were um, chest protector with D'Lo. Chest protector, yeah. Sacco, which was not Sacco. my. Idea. I, I I actually think that was Al Snow's idea. That was not my idea, but that that's my point. It doesn't matter who it comes from. Correct. Give him something, man. Yeah. You know? yeah exactly. Hundred percent. All right. All right, man. Let's get into this. <laughs> Let's get into it. We, we, we called the beginning to the, <laughs> with the exception of, bro, we, oh, we were wrong, Chris. Chris, we got to admit we were wrong. Okay. What were we wrong? About? It was not a tag match. It was Orton in Riddle's corner and AJ in Almas's corner. No, no, no. I said, I said, I said Orton almost. I, I, said, Orton, I, I said tag. I yeah, said I called tag. it. I said Orton almost. And then I said, uh, they're going to get, uh, Orton's going to get jumped. And I said, uh, Riddle's going to come make the save. And then that's going to make them attack. I called, I called, I called exactly what happened. To the the team. And we talked about, we even talked about the promo that, that Riddle was going to say this was the way Randy showed his love. We (laughs) talked about this entire thing, bro. (laughs) As soon as that segment happened, I said, I, no, no. I, I said as soon as they booked, they talked about Orton versus almost Orton's promo in the beginning, and they slid in. He said, "Has a match against almost tonight." I said, "Oh, there it is. I yeah. I, I caught it." And I, yeah. I it's gonna be a one-on-one match: Orton versus Omos. Riddle comes out, makes the save. Boom! That's how they come together, and, and that's exactly what happened. Bro, and Orton what, said, "Go what, ahead." Why? Why? Again, bro. Like, I like. Why? Why do we even critique this show? Because what? Why are you gonna do that in a week? You should have had like. I mean, this should have been weeks and weeks and weeks, and you're just waiting for on to take him back, waiting for on to wait and wait, and then you get that huge pop when it finally happened. You don't do this in a week. No, you don't do it in a week, and. <clears throat> He was gone for two months <laughs> or, or vacation. What was the point of last week to get where we are this week? What was the point of that, bro? They could have went right here. Yeah, exactly. And still today, like still during Raw, Orton was wearing the RK Bro hoodie. And he was like, I don't need any. I don't need to be with anybody. I was still thinking in my head, dude. You're wearing a hoodie that's representing you and Matt Riddle. A detail like that is just completely overlooked. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I just doesn't make like if you're really going, you're you're forecasting, you're easily forecasting the future here. Like you're talking about how you're you're by yourself, you don't need anyone. Last week you said, okay, it was good while it lasted, but both weeks you came out with an RK Bro hoodie, and it's just okay. Like as all the other merch that Randy Orton has. It's easy. I mean, graphics guy on standby is always ready to do it. They could have easily made something for Orton as far as graphics is concerned. But for some reason, he wears the RK Bro stuff as if, you know, we knew that this wasn't going to happen. This, this, yeah. reunion. it was, it was so, it was so easily predictable. And I, and I always say, just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, don't make it so predictable. That it just feels contrived. It just it just feels like okay, we're just wasting time by you buying these week. Like we're wasting time here. Yeah, and that's why I feel like what happened uh, in the beginning of, of Raw. So AJ Styles and almost interferes uh, after Riddle comes out with Orton, and then that that uh, ends up with <clears throat> that being the case with with uh, uh, well. That's the same thing that happened last week, too. AJ Styles and Omos. Orton cuts the promo in the beginning, interrupted by AJ Styles and Omos after Riddle comes out. It's the same, the same thing happened last week as what happened this week. Bro, Orton- this is, again, I'm going to go one step further because last week we talked about this being a house show. Yep. And then, bro, they would repeat the house show from town to town to town. True. This is what they're doing. That's true. They did That's this true. house show last week in whatever town they were in, and they're yep. doing the same house show this week in San Antonio. I mean, yep. that's what they're doing, bro. Yeah, that sure is, is what they're doing. And that's what happened. I mean, it, it led to AJ Styles versus Riddle uh, uh, this week. And AJ Styles beating Riddle, all these variations of this of this tag match, and the same thing with uh, your boy uh, Ali and uh, Mansoor oh, against Bro, Mason Team with Miz, Morrison, Priest, yep. Sheamus. Yep. Same thing. Rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat. Oh my yep. God, bro, kill me. Yep. It's 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 so rep- it feels bro, like house show. If I'm USA Network, bro, you know you know what the problem is. Th- this has to be the problem. This has to be the problem, Chris. I remember about maybe it was a year and a half ago. Chris McCumber of the USA Network uh, was uh, either either released or whatever from the USA Network, and he and he went on to something else. Mm-hmm. Chris McCumber had been working with the WWE for years. So he understood the business. Chris knew a good show from a bad show. Chris couldn't be worked by the Bruce Pritchards on the on the weekly conversations. He had been involved with Raw for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he would call them out on stuff, bro. He would hold their feet to the fire. Chris left. Whoever is in that spot now, bro, whoever is responsible for Raw, whoever, you know, the 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 responsibility lies on, bro, I guarantee you, they don't know the business. They 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 don't know why this is a bad show. And then here's what happens, bro. Every week they get on the phone with Pritchard. 
Uh, yeah, what, what's going on this week? And, you know, bro, with, with the Southern charm and the best worker in the business, he's giving them lip service, what they want to hear. Bro, they put down their phone. They think they're going to see the greatest raw in the history of, uh, of the show. And they're getting the same. Nobody there understands why this is even a bad show. And nobody has the balls to say, bro, we're not standing for these ratings anymore. This is not what we paid you for. We are not getting a return. Bro, until they do that, this company is just going to be phoning in this show. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Indeed, man. And it's it's and it's very clear with what we see every single week as far as phoning in. Uh, speaking of phoning in, we get another variation of Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, which exactly happened last week. Another match that happened last week, ladies and gentlemen. Ripley beats Nikki A.S.H. And then Nikki and Rhea attacks Charlotte. So Rhea's clearly the baby face now. She's going the baby face route. She's clapping hands again. She comes in a heel, then she stays a heel, then she's a heel still with Charlotte. They didn't want to make her face then. Now, Nikki ASH, she does, she, she's the baby face in the trio, but now Rhea Ripley's clapping hands now. And it's like, okay, please explain to me if you're bringing in a casual fan events. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not. How? <laughs> You're not. You're not, bro. You're you're not bringing in casual fans, and because a casual fan would not watch any of this stuff. No, they wouldn't. And for two, they would. It's like you're making again. If this is this is episodic television, Vince. So this is supposed to have the same type of like story arcs and uh, and storylines and. Um, uh, cliffhangers as a Walking Dead as a you know <laughs> Breaking First, Bad. I'm going to give you the perfect example. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the perfect example. Just happened last night, okay, bro. I kept my wife as far away from this business as I could. I never came home from work and told her what was going on, bro. Even like you know stuff like Bash at the Beach and stuff, bro. That was never discussed in my house. I never brought wrestling back into my house from the road. My, my kids were not wrestling fans. My wife ha had no clue what I was going through on a week to week basis. Okay, bro. Last night I was, uh, I, you know, I was down here doing work and I went upstairs and my wife was in bed and she was watching television and bro, you know, get, get, you know, what she's watching. What's that glow. On Netflix. Oh, nice. She's sitting there watching this show on Netflix. So th I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, what we saw tonight, bro, she would last 30 minutes. I mean, 30 seconds. 30 seconds yeah. she would last. Okay, so now you got to break that down. Well, why? Well, because when she's watching Glow, she's watching a story. Correct. And there are characters, and she's starting to get interested in the characters. And where is this story going? And she is a casual television viewer. Mm -hmm. She turns on this mess. 
bro, I'm telling she's not even watching it for 30 seconds. Why? Because everything she likes on Glow is non-existent on this program. It's Correct. not, it's not there. Because it's typical episodic television. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, so if I never watched uh like Walking Dead, right? Which I, I'm not a Walking Dead fan. And so if you're a big Walking Dead guy, and I'm like, you know what, Vince, I'm gonna start, you know, watching Walking Dead. You know, I'm gonna jump in, you know, kind of give me the skinny of you know what I'm jumping into. Okay, yeah. So this person did this, this person did this, this person's the villain, this person's the hero, this person, blah blah blah. Okay, so what you're what, what's gonna happen next week is that after this happened, da, 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 so what we're what we're waiting for next week is to see how this person did this, blah blah. So that's an episodic 101, right? If someone's trying to jump into Raw, how in the world would you be able to explain Bro, what is going on in three You hours? use the greatest term right there, Chris. You said, give me the skinny. Yep. Think about what you just said, which is dead on, bro. Somebody wants to watch Raw for the first time tonight, and they turn to you and say, give me the skinny. What's the skinny? <laughs> like, what, 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 like, Sarah, like, what, what would you say? What is the skinny of this show? Bro, Breaking Bad. My, my kids were into it. I never watched it when I said, Give me the skinny. Mm-hmm. They give me a synopsis of the show. What is the skinny here, bro? Indeed. Indeed. That's yeah. a great point, man. Yeah. Great. And, bro, how are you going to turn somebody else onto this show when you can't tell them what it's about? And I watch every week. <laughs> and wow. I've been watching that, every that, week. That, for- bro, that's really a great way to <laughs> put it, Chris, because, again, I, I hate to use the attitude era, but if somebody said, what's the skinny? Well, and then you go through Kane and Taker, and yep. there's this group DX, and there's this guy, The Rock, mm-hmm. and Stone Cold Steve Austin and his boss, McMahon. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, bro, you would rattle off. Boom, boom. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's a, there's a billionaire boss who's uh, who, who has a power trip, and there's a guy who's coming in as an everyday uh, rebel coming in and saying, you know what, the buck stops here. The billionaire boss is not no longer going to have the power trip anymore, and, and I'm I'm going to make sure that's not going to happen. The billionaire boss is like, you know what, uh, I, I bet you I'm going to keep my power chip. I'm going to bring in mankind. I'm going to bring in Kane. I'm going to bring in all these people. Triple H. I'm going to the Rock. I'm going to bring in all these people to thwart your mission to dethrone me as the power trip boss. That's the skinny. Yep. Oh, really? Huh. I'm interested and then, in bringing that. And you, that, you, that was one story. Yep. Exactly. That was one. You could give them five more. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. It's unbelievable, bro. It's, yeah. it's, but you know, bro, again, this lies on USA Network. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. If, if I'm paying for a service and I'm going to let you get away without giving me that service, bro, it's on you. I, you know, I know, bro, doing Russo's brand, I got a lot of wrestlers working for me. Bro, if all of a sudden they're phoning in shows or they're not showing up, I'm getting that, I'm getting on them. For sure. For sure. So I, you know, at the end of the day, bro, if they're allowed to get away with this week after week, bro, they ain't never changing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just bad on any scale. I mean, say, 
uh, you know, say one of your wrestler shows, you know, get a hundred thousand, you know, uh, downloads a month. Right. And so, you know, that person has been on there for five years now on the brand and now they get, you know, 2,500 downloads a month. You know I mean? You're not just going to look at that and be like, ah, you know, it's, it's cool. You know I mean? Like we're just, you're just going to, we're just going to make sure yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep the show. You know I mean? It only gets 2,500 a month. That's supposed to a hundred thousand. You know, it's like with, with any business person, you're going to look at the numbers and be like, Hey man, you know, if, if you want to stay on the brand, I mean, we've got to have some discussions here. Like you, there was a time where you had a hundred thousand and that goes with any episodic television yeah. shows get canceled out the woodwork. If they're not delivering on the numbers, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it happens with episodic television all the time one season two season three seasons eight seasons you get canceled you know what i mean yep. and if you're not delivering it doesn't matter if you've been on 15 seasons yep. if you're not delivering the numbers your show is going to get canceled that's just yep. how business works you know yep. what i mean so and, and this and this uh, unfortunately it just seems like wwe it, they're, they're locked in usa so much because they're like one of the premier shows on usa usa as a network isn't really you know, dishing out a bunch of must-see shows, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so Raw was their, you know, one of their base shows to, to yeah. make their network relevant as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. So they have a lot of leverage to USA. <clears throat> the reason why SmackDown is much, so much better than Raw is because they don't have leverage for Fox. This is yeah. a new deal and they have to make it look good, which is the reason why they had a hell in the cell match, which is the reason why USA said, Hey, excuse yeah. me, like, like what, what's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're trying to make the, the, the SmackDown brand worth the, you know, the stockholders and, and, and the network saying, okay, well, we're going to renew it. So they're putting a lot of stake in there. I, I would say Roman Reigns is the best, uh, as far as character wise, as far as presence, I mean, he's the best wrestler in the uh, period, I, I, as far as right now going on, as far as like, not as far as like in ring work, but as far as just character presence and stuff like that, nobody's better. Nobody looks and, bigger than Roman Reigns. And right. how long did it take them to get him there, bro? 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it took him 10 years to get there, right? Bro, I swear <laughs> to God, before I went to WCW, the last script I wrote for Raw was at the Meadowlands. Mm -hmm. And this is about September 99. We wrote the shows. The shows were written. Um, and we had Chris Jericho beating The Rock. And when we wrote that, Chris, we knew that was going to get Jericho over immediately. For sure. Immediately. Bro, that was the one thing they changed on our script because we left and they had Rock go over Jericho. Bro, it took them two years from that point to get Jericho over. Yeah. Two years when that night would have made him. Yeah. Bro, Roman Reigns should have gotten over. I'll tell you right now, bro, when he when he won that Royal Rumble in Philly mm -hmm. and they were beat, booing him out of the building, I would have been on headsets to the referee, and I would have said, Earl, tell Romans to get on the top rope and flip off the crowd. 
right there the guy is made but no bro we 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 we're we're 8 years away from that we're going to oh, yeah. we're going to yes. we're going to we're going to you know muddle in mediocrity for the next 8 years then we'll do so bro you you just lost 8 years on the guy yeah you just lost 8 years where roman reigns could have been making you huge money bro yeah and even and even that and even when they were in Pennsylvania and the Rock was holding his hand, right? The Rock is impenetrable, but he was still getting booed with the Rock, right. you know, coming yep. out. Yep. And you know, even that they tried to do the whole uh, when he beat Taker uh, in Orlando, and I was there, and it was like, like people were crying, Vince, when like they were. I was I was around people in Orlando that were literally crying. When the Undertaker lost, I mean, talk about the heat that this person had the next night on Raw. I mean, like Vicky Guerrero, excuse me, heat. He said, "This is my yard now." Like yeah. it was thunderous heat, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you've got to capitalize." This is just nuclear heat, as you would say. And it was just, I mean, it was just like thunderous and like you could just, it was an inferno of heat. And what did they do with Vince? They had Braun Strowman turn him over in an ambulance. Yeah. Like a, a raw or two later. And it's like, you've got all this heat and Roman Reigns gets flipped over by an ambulance by Braun Strowman. Like this is how you, this is how you're working with this heat right now. Yeah. What a horrible way to use. I mean, like if anybody could, well, I mean, I'm sure that you can see that on Facebook. I mean, on, uh, on uh, YouTube, go back to the Roman Reigns is my yard now. Yeah. I, just I, I remember it. it. I'm just talking about here, just the, just yeah. the viewers, just to recap. I remember it. I remember it. Well, the I, think I remember it. That he received by by beating Taker, coming out the next day, even before like he got he was booed so much. I'm sure that that wasn't just the only thing he had to say. He was getting booed so much when he came out to that ring the next day by beating Taker that he couldn't even get a word in edgewise before he slipped that in, and he was already getting like just it was it was just like feverish, and it tipped over as soon as he said. This thunderous heat, and that right there, and that was April of uh 2017, and that was four and a half years ago, you know. And that that could have they could have used that. I mean, you 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 uh named the one in Pennsylvania, the one in Atlanta. I mean, it was just so many opportunities, but you're squelching, and it goes back to the whole Ryback effect, you yeah. know, that 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 he talked about with Triple H. Saying that no one's bigger than the business other than John Cena right now. I mean, after John Cena, no one's being booked to be to transcend the business. And I'm like, talk about petty and ego right there. That's, and and bro, it's like, and that, and now you're hearing, you know, that you know, bro, the biggest bullet in the gun. And I know, like, like they are. This is this is the bullet, bro. This is you know Becky Lynch. O okay, bro. Like, does does anybody really believe that when you bring Becky Lynch back, you're going to know what to do with her? Like, okay, bro, she's back. Yeah, big pop, big pop, big pop. Okay, bro, week, week three, she's wrestling Nikki Cross. Like, right. oh, come on, right. man. Like Again, Vince, give bro. me the skinny. Right. Like, give me the skinny. Right. Becky Lynch comes back. She gets a pop. And now she's in the 50-50 pool with Charlotte and Rhea and Nikki. 
and we don't even know where Oscar's been. I mean, like she's been posting things on IG, but we haven't seen her on Raw. And Nia Jax came back after weeks, and now you know Shayna Baszler. That never there was there's no bow on that. They kind of split up, but now she's Charlotte's mystery partner again. Give me the skinny. And if I'm telling you all this, I'm if I'm telling you all this. Yeah, we got this person here, but she left, and here we haven't seen her in a while. Now she's with. You're looking at me like, no, I'll pass. Like, I, I don't want to spend so much energy engaging myself in something based on the explanation that you gave me. I, I, I'll pass. I got more things. I got other things to do. So uh, as far as uh, this week, again, uh, Drew McIntyre and another variation of, you know, before his match against Jinder Mahal, you knew there was going to be a match against uh, Jinder Mahal. Uh, at at uh, SummerSlam, now he beats Varen Shanky, and he beats Varen Shanky with a stipulation that they cannot come to the ring. Vince Mc, uh, Vince Russo, <laughs> Vince Russo, they can't come to the ring because he beat him in a two on one handicap match. Vince, well, bro, all, I, I got a. Oh, you got a T.O., man. Here we go. T.O. on the bouncy episode of Legion of Raw. What you got, my man? I gotta confess, bro. Uh, during this match, uh, I was very, very bored, so I switched over to the Yankee game, and then I came back from the Yankee game, bro. And I was old, so I, I get a little confused. So I came back from the Yankee game to Raw, and all of a sudden, I changed their names to Yankee and Cranky. Yankee. <laughs> so going forward now, bro, let's we, we, we will refer to them as Yankee, Yankee and Cranky until Yankee. I figure out that was a baseball game and I got a little confused. <laughs> makes right, sense. Yankee. Makes sense. Bro, the next part is my, my best, Chris. I'm sorry about it. This, this is my best part of the show. Bro, we're, 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 we're cutting the water coolers at Titan Towers. Yeah. <laughs> bro, we're cutting... Anybody we can cut. Why do we have Adam <laughs> Pierce and Sonia Deville following each other around every week doing nothing? Nothing. What, okay, bro. Then here's the part that really got me. They Charlotte. Well, if you could find a tag team partner, what what match did they cancel that was already written on the show so they could book this one? Right. What match was it? Because I would want to think, bro, you're going into a three-hour show and you know what's booked on the show. I know what they did, Vince. I know Go what ahead. they canceled. Go ahead. <laughs> they canceled John Cena's appearance and moved him over to the dark. Oh show, god, the dark bro! Don't even tell me Cena was in the dark match. <laughs> no, don't, guys, if Cena was in a dark match tonight, do not even tell me. Don't. Tell me, I don't want to know. Put it in chat, ladies and gentlemen. If you are oh, there wow. live, we're going to start doing a segment as far as for, for more fan interaction. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But if you were live there at Raw in San Antonio, let us know. And let us know what the dark match was. And if John Cena was a part of the dark match like he was last week for three hours, wasn't booked on a single segment, but he was booked in a dark match. I right, bro. Here's the test. Okay, we got this big schmoz. That's what I, Pat Patterson would call it. We got a schmoz with Morrison, Miz, Damian Priest, and Sheamus. Okay. Okay, Chris, what's the skinny here? 
<laughs> what, what, what was it with these four guys? What is the skinny here? Miss was injured, but faked it for two weeks. His best friend gets mad. The person who injured him four months ago comes out, but he's actually in a separate feud for the title with the guy who came out to watch the match with him having retribution or having loose ends against the guy that he's beat multiple times. Okay. Now, while Miz is at the arena, okay, is the fiend still babysitting his kid or was that, was that tied up and put, 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 was it, was that explained and I just missed it? Was the fiend still there, bro? Or he, what? what wait, wait. Is that where the fiend is now, bro? Is he babysitting for Miz and Mrs.? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. What a what, what a disaster! What a we got a we got a comment. We got a comment. Skinny as Morrison won't let men's play with his water gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, and before that was the Elias is dead vignette. Another one, Elias is dead. So I mean, we'll see where that uh, that goes. Um, we talked about uh, Priest and the Miz, and then. Uh, then they make up backstage, Vince. They, they make up. And during this time, the New Day is uh, promoting their merchandise be, behind them. I guess they're trying to squeeze two segments in one or something. This is what we see about, like, after all the weeks that we haven't seen the New Day, we see the New Day on a backstage segment where in the forefront, the Miz and Morrison makes up with each other. Meanwhile, the new day in the back is putting up signs and telling people to buy the shirt. This is a median age of fifty-four years old, by the way, Vince. This is this is the median age. This is the this is the age of people. The, the, the median age of people who watch a raw. We watch in raw to see the new day return via promoting their shirt behind a reconciliation of the Miz and Morrison. So. Yeah, <clears throat> what a way to give me the skinny on uh, the new day right now, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> time out, time out. You got another one. Uh, I gotta find it. Here we go. What you got, one? Time out, time out, time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. I you got your hand. Hold on, you you had your hand on your face, man. You need one of these. Gonna be a triple whammy. This gonna okay. be a triple. so get ready with those special effects. Okay, you went right past the Eva Marie dewdrop vignette. So now I got a little inside information for you. I want a drum roll, please, for this. That was before. That was after the uh, man's no, makeup. It was wasn't not. It? it was before Miz and Morrison and New. It was before the makeup. Before. All right. I got okay, you. Drum, drum roll. All right, here we go. Uh, now, Chris, I don't. I, I'm not one to boast. Uh, okay. I just said earlier in the show, I do not have an ego. Uh, I'm just going to ask you a simple question. Mm -hmm. uh, in in private chats uh, this past week, uh, did you and Eva Marie uh, spend any time discussing uh, your love for the San Francisco Giants? Zero. 
I but well we we I did me me and Eva Marie this you week. did you did yeah, me yeah. and Eva me and Eva were talking about the uh, Giants this week and the Giants first fans. place. Yeah, nice. so I, I just yeah I just I just wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, <laughs> so now Eva sets Dewdrop after the doll. So we yeah. go from that. Now we got Miz and Morrison. Now we follow that. Oh up yeah, the the, the doll. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. You you could lay out this thing of beauty. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Eva Marie, uh, yeah, that's true. So he, yeah. she she says, "Go get the doll." Then yeah. the New Day segment. And then Alexa has the doll, has Lily. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on. While while you say this, yeah, I'm gonna reenact this with a, a bulldog. Okay, okay. So go ahead, so go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Alexa Bliss does her typical Bliss segment. Dewdrop comes up. She snatches Lily from Alexa Bliss. She looks Lily dead in the face. She gets mesmerized. She slowly backs up. She slowly backs up. And she hands Lily back to Alexa Bliss. And she retreats and retires bro, from the scene. Bro, that scene you just described, grown people already. Correct. Grown people. Not only grown people. But grown people who are supposed to be writers, yeah, they they just wrote that scene. Correct. Yep. Wow. They yep. They said, you know what? This will get over. <laughs> and she said, see at SummerSlam. I don't even know what that means. I don't even think there's a, a match between the two yet, but it looks like it's gonna be Alexa Bliss versus Amy Marie. So I don't know, bro. <laughs> okay. Monsoor. Uh, <laughs> He beats Mace uh, every week. is just a variation of one or the other. It's 50-50 galore, man. It's just how many weeks are you really going? To, like, is this going to extend? Like, how many variations can we get? At this every point? time when uh, when I'd be working at the WWE, <laughs> I you know, when I was there, uh, JR was there and Terry Taylor was there, okay? Terry's... Terry Taylor's ongoing thing was every time I would see Terry Taylor, he would say to me, "Ha show, ha show," you know, what I mean? you know, imitating Jr. Ha show, ha show, bro. We are seeing a house show yeah. every single week. Sure, and bro, really, when you when you think about it, and SummerSlams in a couple of weeks, how much different is that going to be than a house show? Correct. Uh, it's going to feel like a glorified house show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Orton uh, defeating Omos. It's like I said, by DQ. And then who comes to save the day? Riddle. And all of a sudden, knowing that, I mean, it only the only thing it took, Vince, was him to save Orton from a beatdown. That's all it took. And it, and it took... All the other weeks, all the begging, all the coming out, you know, to help him win in previous weeks. No, that wasn't sufficient. But was what was sufficient, Vince? All all you had to do, I mean, all this week, all this week, all you had to do was just come out and help me, you know, <laughs> being attacked. That's all you had to do. That's what that's what I really wanted you to do. Helps him up, and he says, "RK Bro is back. Give me a hug." <laughs> 
How far is this away from Randy Orton's gimmick, man? Um, I just I, I saw uh, that. Like, really? That's a great point, bro. That's I said, a uh, really? You know, bro, it's funny. I, I'm going to switch gears for a second, bro, because it's kind of what you just said that. And, and I hate when all of a sudden there's a character transaction and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because, bro, like a big thing this past week was, you know, bro, you could kind of see, you know, behind me, you know, I do a Batman 66 show with R.D. Reynolds and, you know, we're both big man's, fans of Batman. Well, bro, it came out last week that all of a sudden in the latest, you know, comic book, uh, Robin is now bisexual. Okay, that. now he, here's what my issue is. Bro, I don't have a problem with Robin being bisexual, but my problem is the Robin character we've known all these years. Has that character ever shown traces of being bisexual or is he now just bisexual because that's a hot topic. Now, if I look back and I'm and I see things maybe I didn't see before, mm. now it's like, oh, you know, oh, okay. But when you never saw any type, any kind of those traits, and now all of a sudden that's what he is. It's the same thing here. Mm -hmm. That's how you kill a character. Yeah, like course. when when would Randy Orton? Act this way, and yeah. did we miss a trans a, a transition? Did something happen? This is so out of his character yeah. that you're watching this and saying, "Wait a minute, bro! I've been watching Randy R for ten years. Like, wh why is he doing this?" Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and again, you're right. It, it's 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 a good point. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing that that's there's there's been subtleties that's right. been interwoven right. within the character. Yes. You yep. know what I mean? And it's yep. but if if it's completely aside from the character that's written a comic book character or this this case a wrestling character, it's he's a viper. He's an apex predator. He's not a uh, a riddle. He, he's not a hugger. You know what I mean? He, he's not someone who's like, oh yeah, we're, we're back and I'm going to give you a big old giant hug. No, that's not who he is. Yep. And so even if they would have, even if he was that person, even if he was uh, uh, someone who wanted to reconcile with Riddle or, or get back to with Riddle, he still could have stayed in character to do that. He didn't have to do some big hug. It only took him saying, he could have been like, oh, okay, me and you, you know, against AJ and Omos this Sunday, we're on. Uh, RKO, you know what I mean? Like he could, that would have had a, a very similar effect and they still would have been together at the same time. They could have won the title. Bro, it reminds me, and you'll 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 appreciate this, Chris, but it reminds me, I think one of the great, I, I think my greatest storyline with Ed was the rock joining the corporation because if you go back to the backstory you'll see the subtleties that you're talking yep. about and one of those subtleties was like rock never got heat on vince mm. rock rock never got to vince purposely because yep. we knew bro they're together this whole time yep. so bro it was the go home week before the the turn and we really wanted, series, deadly game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really wanted to 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 throw people off the pace. Mm -hmm. Okay. So me and Ed are sitting there and we're like, okay, bro, like, 
how can Rock get to Vince without really getting to Vince to fool the people, right? Mm-hmm. So Ed turns around to me and he goes, "Well, bro, he goes, let you know, let let Rock just give Vince the people's elbow." Now, bro, I'm the guy writing the show, okay, Chris? Chris, the people's elbow was so built up that you would think, like, in my mind, the people's elbow is the equivalent of Rock blowing out Vince McMahon's brains with a shotgun. So now I'm going, Ed, really? Like, he's going to give him the people's elbow? Like, like, bro, bro, Ed looked at me with this face, and he goes to me, Vince, it's an elbow. Which is exactly the point in our mind. It was so devastated and so deadly. But when he did it and you go back the next week, you got to say, bro, it's an elbow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dropping an elbow on somebody is not going to kill them. But, I mean, my point is, Chris, bro, we looked at everything like that. We mm. That's how we analyzed everything and like you said to have randy orton to go from one extreme to the other that's just horrible horrible character writing bro agreed carrying across defeating jeff hardy for another week vince what does that do oh god bro i don't know (laughs) another week i just again how is this building up carrying across i mean jeff hardy just continues to lose and the very the more he beats jeff hardy the more it makes him look bad because he lost against Jim Har- Jeff Hardy in his right. debut match. So right. it's not, it's, you're not booking him stronger. Right. You're making him worse. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, I beat up, uh, I beat up Vince Russo. Like the first time we fought, I, I knocked him out. And then after that, he just keeps beating me up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, yeah, it makes me feel, it makes me like, at the end of the day, I wasn't that – I'm not that intimidating. I'm not that good. I, I, I can't fight. But I'll tell you what, I had a mean knockout of Vince one time. <laughs> First time he got it. I got a mean knockout. Laying <laughs> him straight out. Uh, <laughs> he got me every other time. But I, I got a mean one the first time we had. So uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened with uh, Cross and Hardy. Um, then we got – oh, then we get the Reggie segment, Vince. Oh, What's before that? Hold on. What were you doing during this show that you weren't paying attention? I want to hear. What were you doing? Were you working out on the guns? <laughs> what was going on? What was going on when you were missing these key elements to the show? Man. What were you doing, bro? What happened, dude? What happened? We had Eva Marie slap the taste out of Dewdrop's mouth twice. Oh, I saw that. I saw but, that. bro, this is another This is another huge hole in the story. Yeah. At what point in this story has have they made clear that Dewdrop is subservient to Eva Marie? At what point? Because if she's not subservient to her, if she doesn't fear Eva Marie for some reason, bro, the second she gets slapped, she's going to kill Eva Marie. Yeah. But but she does. She lets Eva Marie slap her twice. But at what point did we see her fear Eva Marie? Like, did we miss that someplace? 
There was a time a few weeks ago in the very beginning when when she would say your winners even Marie. Right, right. It was like uh okay, I'm, I'm trying to kind be of little, like, get, little, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be little, little her. Right. She's like my my assistant. Right. And she's trying to make it on the main roster. Right. And so she would kind of use that as her advantage and then again, give me the skinny, it's not it's not consistent because she ended up kind of healing it up and attacking Alexa Bliss kind of on her own, you know, because Alexa Bliss interrupts, you know, a master dewdrop. Yep. So they booked dewdrop to kind of like, aside from even me, yep. like I got some beef with, with yep. Alexa Bliss now, yep. but now it's back to the, Eva Marie type and, of bullying. And, and why? I, I mean, bro, it's one thing if if it's, you know, I own your contract. Right. You, know, you got to do what I tell you to do. All right. That's one thing. What What is the fear of Eva Marie that she's getting slapped twice and not doing anything? Does Eva Marie have something over her head? What, what you got to tell us what that is. Yeah. And they haven't. Like I have no clue why. Like they, they they've never made that clear of why she's got like she's she's bullying her like that. Never never made it clear. Uh yeah, the Reggie segment. I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh Nia Jax is bro, the I swear to God, that whole Reggie segment, bro. For, first of all, we, I, again last week we said, Could we go outside? Like yeah. we could we leave the bill. So bro, they drove across the street. Okay. Yeah. They they got in the car, they went across the street to, to satisfy Dr. Chris and Vince. But bro, the whole spot, the whole reason for that was so he could do the tree gimmick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Vince, you know, and, and I want to be selective in, in what I say here. <sighs> I'm wondering if Vince is somehow uh appreciate or, or find some type of like enjoyment of seeing Reggie flip around. I know that he was like a Cirque du Soleil or some type of, you know, uh, I think she worked in some circus or something like that. But I wonder if like some Vince or somebody is enjoying Reggie just kind of flipping around like that. Bro, I think it's a kid act. I think it's a kid act. I think it's right there with Alexa and the doll. I think it's right there with, you know, Miz and the water guns. I, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it. it's just, it's another kid. Kids will like Reggie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is sad. This feels like, 93 WWE all again with all the like just the bad gimmicks. Yeah, bro, because then at the end of this, you've you've got truth and um I, I don't need Tanahashi Akira Tozawa. Tozawa just acting like the two biggest yeah. idiots on, on the face of the planet, bro. You know what, Vince? The more I think about it, it really feels like 93 WWE with with Mantar and Bastion Booger, and like it feels like that again. Bro, the kitty get friendly gimmicks. Did you watch early TNA? Oh, yeah, I've watched TNA since. Oh, do you remember what a bad you know what truth was? Oh, yeah. Oh, my god, bro. Killings. Oh, I remember working with him, and like, bro, all he had to do was like widen his eyes, and somebody was gonna get screwed up. Yeah, the first black NWA champion, man. That was impressive. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's the, that's something that you made history. No, no matter what 24-7 gimmick you're in, 
I was the first black NWA world heavyweight champion. Yeah. So and now I'm in now I'm in camouflage playing hiding. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What what a huge jump in you know 15, 20 years. Um now after that we get Nia Jax. What has happened to uh, hold on, man? Wait, 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 I, I want to backtrack here for a second. Bro, were Alexander and the other dude like are they still with the company? Yeah, Squeaky Cedric, man, he's another person. What about the uh, other his other Sheldon partner? Benjamin? They're still with the company. Yeah. And we haven't seen them in same with Oscar. We haven't seen Oscar in weeks. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, but for some reason they again three hours and bro they're they're getting so off the hook because when you and i talk about we haven't seen oscar we haven't seen Shayna baszler they get off the hook bro because you know those women they could have covid and the Mm -hmm. wwe can't say so like we always got to give them that benefit of the doubt that's how they get out of a lot of stuff but meanwhile they could just have Shayna baszler sitting at home perfectly healthy Yep. You and I are sitting here saying, well, bro, obviously she's got COVID if she's not on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't exactly. know. <clears throat> yeah. And they, well, the thing is, though, they they kind of did a breakup angle with her and Nia. So unless, unless they forecasted that she had COVID or she had COVID on the raw that, that week, <laughs> something's going on here, which is, which is odd. Uh, Jack's uh, teaming with uh, Charlotte Flair to beat um, – uh, Nikki Cross and uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, again, 50-50. I mean, like you got your champion uh, losing t- two twice in one night, Vince. You, yep. You've got your – I mean, how is that making a champion look strong? Vince Russo, you're going to book Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're going to book Lita losing twice in one night, Vince. Pinned twice in one night. Oh, uh, Rhea, I think Rhea was pinned the second time. Uh, was he p- pinned twice? or uh, I know she lost twice. But you remember, you remember who was pinned? Um, I think it showed Shayna that, on that segment. Yeah, I don't remember, bro. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked we didn't get the Nikki Cross promo this week, though. We did. Oh, we did. We did. See, I miss, I miss that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a T.O. for you. Oh, so we yeah. got the whole, <laughs> what, what do we get the whole, I fight from the, yeah. I'm the, I'm yeah, the underdog. She was in Gorilla. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She was in Gorilla. She got the promo. And, and she it, ran and out I heard booze. Yes, went out to the curtain. And I heard booze. And it was another one of those, one of those pans, you know, not to the crowd. Yep. Because no one was cheering her. Yeah, you know, it's really sad. Yep. Uh, someone, uh, Alonzo, saying Naomi too. Yeah, where the heck's Naomi? Oh like, man, what? yeah, yeah. Well, didn't they move her over to SmackDown? Yeah, but she's still not. She's 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 been just gone. She hasn't been booked, you know, for weeks. You know, because even even with the move, yeah. uh, Styles cuts a promo, and then that leads to the face-off at the end of the show, man. Um, you know, I will. I'll get, we'll give WWE credit. It seems like they've been uh, watching the show, uh, especially when it when we talked about bringing Gage in, man. And I, every time that happened a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, WWE's watching this show. And as soon as they did it this time, the, uh, Goldberg's baby facing it up. We moved to Texas two years ago. You know, getting the to get the baby face. 
I did this for Gage. I'm like, okay. I mean, like, at least they're trying to do something with him as far as getting him, you know, kind of baby facing it up, which you and I, you know, during a segment, during during a show, we talked about how Nick uh, or, or Gage needs to be a part of the storyline. He will get the he will get the pops bringing his son in, and it worked. I mean, he still you know people people are gonna paint on it, Goldberg, but he at least it, it worked. At least he brought him in. It, it's funny there, bro, because um, the kid is scared to death. Like oh, yeah. You, yeah, you, you know, he's like he's not like his dad. Like he Clearly. he he's doesn't know what to do out there. He doesn't know how to act. He looks like a deer in the headlights. And I was just watching this. I mean, he's only 15 years old. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, bro, I don't know. I don't know if he's got that his dad's wrestling blood in him because yeah. he doesn't really quite know what to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's definitely walking in trepidation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, again, I, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him for at least – bringing him in the fold to get that, you know, kind of baby face shield. So, you know, I, I will, I will put that part over. So. so this is, this was the go summer Slam is Sunday, correct? This was Saturday. the go home show Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Saturday. This is it. It's a go home show, man. So, God, so they made that tag match five, six, five days before the, the show. Yeah. With the, <laughs> and they have the tag champs. <laughs> yes. AJ and Omos is the tag team champions. Yeah, indeed. All right. We're going to close up, man. Again, you see the two. You, you, see, you see the two models above us. Okay, yeah. Vince. To uh, above me, Dana Brooke. Conveniently, a fellow Ohioan. Very Dana nice. Brooke. Very yes, nice. A fellow yeah. Ohioan. Yes. And above you, Mandy Rose. You know, and yeah, there she is, Mandy Rose. There's her. You know, there's about that bicep right there. Right? There's there's that bouncy bicep, man. Vince Russo, man, take us home on just your thoughts of the bouncies, and then we're gonna close up, man, with a special bouncy. Oh, man. I want to uh, pay my deepest respects and sympathies to the bouncies. Uh, because I know that they entertained uh, myself and Dr. Chris uh, for many, many months. Um, I would guess they entertained millions of others that watch the show. Mm -hmm. I think these two ladies um, deserve better. Yep. I I think uh, I, I I feel shortchanged that we didn't get to know them. Um, I really do hope, um, but I think we're past this because I was going to say, I really do hope that their spirit is not broken. True. Um, I because that that's a horrible, horrible, horrible place to be. You know, maybe they're just looking at it from a business perspective, and they're getting paid well, mm -hmm. uh, and that check is showing up every two weeks or whatever. And and hopefully, I'm hoping that is their frame of mind. Um, because you know, bro, listen, you don't get there without putting in hard work. Yep. Um, and there's no question; these girls put in the work. Um, and I just think they deserve better. Agreed. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, RIP to the bouncies.
please, if I'm missing something, you need to tell me I'm missing something. Uh, 2021 to 2021. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Chris. Let's yeah. let's bring him home with one last time, bro. All right, man. Drum roll. This is drum it. Roll, drum, give us a drum roll, man. This is it. This is it, Vince. Oh, so listen, everybody who's uh matter of fact, everybody right now, we still have over 100 strong, over yeah. 120, 135 strong. Let's do this together. Let's do this in you. Every single person, every single person who's watching this live right now. Okay, just a bunch of people still going strong. I want everybody worldwide, even if you're watching this archive, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I don't care who you are. I want you to do this for the bounties, us all together, ladies and gentlemen. My hand, your hand, as Dusty Rhodes would say, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Drum roll. Which way are we going, man? We're we going left or right first. We're going right. Okay. All right. Everybody watching, get ready. Take a deep breath. Get ready. Let's shake. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Everybody out there, you ready? Here we go. Drum roll, and we're we're going right. Here we go. That one was for Manny. This one's for Dana. <laughs> this one's for both of them. Yeah, we're going this way. This way. R.I.P. The bouncies, ladies and gentlemen. 2021 to 2021. 2021 to 2021. <laughs> that popped me. <laughs> Tremendous. 2021 to 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Vince, let them know about the brand, my man. Yeah, right now, guys, we're having some changes to the uh, Realm Network right now. But go go to Russo'sBrand.com every day. We're up. We're, we're going. Check that out. Uh, we have some changes to the Realm Network. Uh, but everybody who's subscribing, you're going to get your shows uh, daily like you always do. So we're not going to miss a beat. Go ahead. Awesome. Vince Russo. This is uh, going to be a memorable show, man. Yes. This is going to be a memorable show. We said RIP. We put the rest, the bouncy. This was uh, one of the best gimmicks in WWE, and it wasn't even a WWE gimmick. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is Dana Brooke. <laughs> and that's Mandy Rose. This is the Legion of Raw. And that was Mandy Rose's bicep. Have a good day, everybody. RIP the bouncies.